Good afternoon. How are you? Okie dokie. Sitting in front of my computer so I can access everything I need. Plus, I got my, um, let me get my study Bible, make sure I have that in my hand too. Oh, you're ready. Yeah. <laughs> you got to have those tools. Yes. I am really hoping that uh, the background noise is not distracting. It's a nice Saturday and people are, are out doing their lawn. So hopefully you can't pick that up too much. Mm. So what neck of the woods do you live in? So um, I'm in Ohio and I stay on the east side. Are You're in Ohio or no? No, I'm in Florida. Oh, yeah. Although I have some cousins that live there. I think I have some cousins that live in Ohio. A cousin that lives in Ohio. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Cleveland. Oh, okay. So so we both know about Le, uh, having LeBron James be, be a member of your franchise in basketball. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely am in love with uh, LeBron James, um, I have to admit, I'm very old school too because I'm a lifer for Michael Jordan as well. So, oh. yeah, I, I've always been a, I've always been a fan of my teams, and I mean my local teams. Mm-hmm. So I don't follow I don't follow when my, when the players leave, they're dead mm-hmm. to me. Okay. <laughs> oh, see, I, I don't I don't share that sentiment. I appreciate what got accomplished while they were here. So. I mean, he made some serious oh, things happen that. for us. Yeah, he made some hey, serious things I, happen. Yeah, I appreciate it. But once you go, hey, we, when I play you, hey, good luck to you. But I, I hope that my team beats you by 400. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. No problem. So, um, All right. Well, enough for, enough for that. Let's get, let's get here on topic um, in a second. Um, yeah. So... Let, let's just first explain the concept of CTS so people know what we're talking about. Absolutely. So um, CTS is, it can, it varies a little bit. Um, it basically stands for Clean Talk Show, Clean Talk Squad. Um, anything that comes close to that is what it stands for. And it's um, you know, here on Stereo, it's such a wonderful platform for us to be able to express ourselves. And we just want to promote doing it in a respectful and productive manner. Um, just really doing our best to minimize or totally eliminate um, anything that could be considered to be derogatory, um, vulgar, offensive, um, because we tend to lose people when we express ourselves in a way that they don't find to be respectful. So uh, when people say, I'll do my best, um, you know, I I think we have more control over what's coming out of our mouths than we tend to admit to. So let's get it done and let's, let's make this conversation be one that's well received by all who's listening and participating. Yeah. Let's make it a fruitful one because it's so easy, you know, just to slip back into old habits or, current habits if you're of a certain persuasion or whatever. And it's so important that we understand that just in general, what power our words have, which is the reason why I even want to do this particular discussion, because I want to talk about the power of the tongue. Absolutely. And uh, when I, when I talk about it, um, 
I was just listening to Tony Evans, and I, I was listening to an old sermon that he had did years ago, but mm-hmm. really got me on to listening to his stuff, right? Okay. And it was the name of it was called Watch Your Mouth. It was like a set of sermons, so it was like a whole series. But it was talking about specifically what we encounter in Proverbs 18.21. Actually, before I discuss that, um, it's okay to have a few a minute, quick minute of prayer. Absolutely. Are you gonna lead that? Oh, definitely. Thank you. Oh Heavenly Father, we come to you this afternoon. We give you all the glory and all the praise, oh Lord. We know that you're a great God, oh Lord. You are a clean God, you are a righteous God. You are a God that has been sanctified just by your existence, oh Lord. So we ask, oh Lord, as we have this discussion today that you have the Holy Spirit to come into our hearts, come into our minds, and work through our mouths, oh Lord. So this conversation is a productive one that edifies your kingdom. And we give you all the glory and the praise for we know that words that leave you should not come back to you in vain. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. And thank you for that. All right. So hence I want to go right into Proverbs 18.21 and just speak about this here. This, and I might read a little. For, yeah, I'm going to just read this one. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So we just look at that. We have to understand just how powerful the tongue is. Because if you look back to Genesis, nothing happened until God spoke. You know, the world was just darkness, and God was just floating on top of the world. But nothing happened until he said, let there be light. And once he said that, things happened. Then we go on a little further, we know that Adam... The job when that God gave him a couple of jobs, he said to um, cultivate the land. And the big job he gave him was to name animals and and plants and stuff. So God would bring stuff to him and he would name them. So that tells you when you have when you name things, you are there, then therefore given responsibility to it. Which is why we have to be very careful with what our tongue say because. Anything that we speak over, we are now responsible for it. Yes, um, and it's it's something that you started off with that because um, I have some notes jotted down too in the death and life <laughs> verses uh, at the very top of my list. And what I'd love to do is just explore that a little bit more. And I'm kind of the person who breaks things down in a very layman type of manner because I, I want it to be relatable. I want it to resonate with people. And, you know, I think simplicity kind of sometimes works best. So um, let's kind of explore that depth and life. And also, I'd like to thank the listeners for being here. We um, encourage that this discussion be interactive. We'll stay on top of the comments. And um, we hope to have a very powerful discussion. So tell me, um, Jeb, what do you take away from death and life are in the power of the tongue. And let's um, try to discuss it in the way that we live our lives every day in the conversations that we have every day. What does that mean to you? Oh, man. Let's do, let, I, I was raised by my grandmother. Just heads up. 
and one of my my grandmother's favorite expressions was charity starts at home and spreads abroad. We know charity also, if you look at it, is also like love or whatever. So everything that we do that's positive, because love is positive, it's the positive energy of the universe, starts at home. So let's start right at home. Think about how your parents spoke into your life positively and negatively, and how you spoke into your children's life positive and negatively, and see how those things affect people. Like I know um, my dad, he would speak really good about me to other people, right? Mm-hmm. And he would build me up. But at other times when he would talk to me personally, he was like, you ain't nothing. You ain't going to be nothing. No, 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 no. Wow. And that affected me. And, I, and, you know, not saying that things that people say should hold on to you for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. But yet and still, it can affect you in the moment. It can affect your minute. It can affect your second. It can affect your hour. It can affect your day, your week, your month, your year, and maybe even your decade. Because words are just that powerful. And like if you say something about your children and you notice that if you say something negative to one of your children and then they have their heads down, they behold their heads down for a day or a week or whatever, those things hurt because the tongue is that powerful. So we just have to look, look at it from just inside your home, how important it is to guard what you say, how you say it, and about what you say in relation to Yes, and Jeb, what you just shared, and thank you for sharing that personal experience, um, I would have to say that it's probably one that a lot of people can relate to on a very personal level. I remember, I mean, I'm older, and I know people who still talk about things that a family member said to them when they were younger. Uh, Mostly I hear people expressing something that a parent said, just as you just described, And um, one of the verses that I have jotted down too, and uh, gosh, I don't remember if this is Matthew. I don't know if you're familiar, but it's the um, kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body and let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth because it's not something that you can easily get over. It is something that you can take from childhood into adulthood. And I say that in the, the means of talking about positivity being shared and spread as well as negativity. So just know that people will hold on to your words. And we often hear people say, you know, it's not what you say it's what you do. Oh my gosh, it is what you say as well. Um, Going right back to the topic, there is power in the tongue and of the tongue. Um, And I'm going to give an example of the death and life, um, verse two, but I'd like to go ahead and pick up this comment because it's been sitting there for a minute. Are you okay with that? Go right ahead. All right, great. Hey guys. Hey, cool little sister. Hey, Morris. Um, just tuning into your podcast, showing some support, showing some love, love the title. And, um, don't forget, um, James three verse eight as well. You know, I think you guys are doing a good thing here. Continue doing a good job. Spread the gospel. Spread the word to our brothers and sisters that needs to hear it. All right. I'll be here listening. Bye, guys. Thank you. Thank you so Uh, much. Yeah, I'm actually going. She said three verse eight. I'm not going to talk about it just yet, but what I'm going to do. Oh, actually, this whole we're actually going to have to read James three in general. 
Okay. Um, because it, 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 it's mm-hmm. going to be very important. I think I, I had pulled up James 1 first, but mm-hmm. then I, I forgot it's actually James 3. But I remember you just spoke about that expression when you said, um, I'm reading this from a, I can't remember what version, but it says, Gracious speech is like clover honey, good taste to the soul, create energy for the body. Mm-hmm. Um, from the King, from the King James version, it was actually uh, how do you say it? Okay, okay, sixteen twenty. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. And guess what? I actually posted this verse a week ago, one uh, six days ago, actually mm-hmm. as um a being that I share on social media. Mm-hmm. And I said in my tagline, I said it's amazing how kind words build people up. Absolutely. So I guess God was already preparing me for this for this topic already. Absolutely. Glory to God for doing that. Isn't isn't that something? That's that's how it works. And so when people say that they don't believe in the Bible, like these are words coming from the Bible. How can you not believe in in what we're discussing right now? And I'm not saying that or asking that in a judging way, judgmental way, but like this is good stuff. This is um you know, stuff that helps us to navigate through life, it's foundational. And I wanted to go back to the death and life verse, um, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And I'm just going to relate it to, you know, the the violence when we look at law enforcement and what's happening, you know, to, to Black people. And, and I say this, you know, as a Black woman, sometimes people have a problem when you speak about Black people, but as a Black woman, and I am speaking to Black people, and it's something that you know, may benefit white people to hear too. But I do want to speak to, you know, the fact that a lot's happening to our race, within our race, our Black men, um, especially. And oftentimes we would hear, well, they provoked it. It was what they said or it was what they did or they didn't comply. And what I ask our Black people to do is when we do find ourselves in certain situations, you know, we, we need you here. We, we want you here. We want you to live. And we know that they're just waiting for us to, you know, make the slightest um, move or say the slightest thing that they can say we provoked something. And so death and life, I look at that in a very real way. Um, that power of your tongue, if you say something, it can bring death to you. It can take your life away. You can become incarcerated and not so much because it was your fault, but just because they were waiting for the slightest thing to allow them to take you out, to take us out. Because when they take you out, it's affecting us. So um, pray to God. Like when you find yourself in a situation, pray for guidance, pray for strength. And you know what? It comes through conditioning. When something happens to you, if you're well conditioned, automatically you're going to turn to God and understand what's pleasing to him. And you know what you can do to help yourself. So we have to condition ourselves with our words coming from God and being presented in a very pleasing way. Um, I, I can't stress it enough. And I don't know, Jab, if you can relate to to what I'm saying. I'm not you know, necessarily agreeing with people when they say you should have complied. I know we're passionate and I know we're being done wrong, but how can we come out of the situation with still breath, right? Still being alive. 
Yeah, you, I can't argue that. When you go look at that verse and you look at it literally, yes, life and death are living power term. Something you can say wrong could, or even just in the wrong context, could cause a situation. And not just with police interactions. Let's say you live in a, a relatively violent neighborhood and you say something on the street to somebody who doesn't have the love of God in them, and they can react on that. So you have to be right. careful with your tongue, not just around the cops, but around others. Yeah. But at the same time, let's not, and the, at the same time, let's not let the cops off, off either. Because Absolutely. oftentimes the cops speech is provoking people. So they, that they have life and death and the power of their tongue as well. It's not Absolutely. just us. It's, it's a two way street. And I, and, and lo not... a lot of times that cops do not use the escalation, um, Absolutely. Methods and instead provoke people on purpose. There you go. So see, see how that just came back to the Full point I was searches. My dad, my dad says to me that people have power over you when you allow them to take you to that place to lose your control. You're giving your power away. It's, it's funny how powerful silence is and people don't really realize it. Hey, that goes so, back to the hold on. That goes back to the old expression, right? Mm -hmm. It says it's better to be, it's better to be thought of as a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. And see how quickly that role changes when they're expecting us to act like a fool and we're just silent, and they're the ones spewing off or saying whatever. Just watch how quickly things change. Mm hmm. But sometimes. Yeah. When we're quiet, we're a lot of spirit to talk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when the spirit talks, that can change somebody's life. Even Absolutely. if they came to do wrong to you, and they were just like, okay, if this person say this here, I'm just waiting. They say this here, I'm going to shoot them, I'm going to hit them, I'm going right. to hurt them. Right. And you're just quiet. Yeah. And then that midst of that quietness, while they're angry, something might speak to them. And That's it might right. change their whole mindset. Just yeah. like so, like you say, there's power in silence, just like there's power in what you say. That's Very right. true. And Peter, um, and it got, again, guys, I apologize that I don't really know specifically the verses. Um, I, I do believe it's Peter. Do not repay evil with evil. Do not repay evil with evil. So no one is saying that law enforcement, that they're not evil. No one is saying that that employer who's discriminating against you is not evil. Just don't repay them with evil. Like we can outsmart them. We can use our words that will, we can choose words that will blow them away without those words being perceived as being disrespectful. If anything, the words that we use that are powerful are words in which we're respecting ourselves and we're respecting and we're pleasing to God. Those are the words that make a difference. Exactly. Because like I say, when you say things, it can literally change their lives because you came with a like as a um I think it's a proverb. I just can't remember which one. It says, a soft answer turneth away wrath. That's right. And, okay, so so what the verse you were citing was 1 Peter 3 through 9. And it, um, let me see. I want to have, to have the message version because I want it to be 
really clear and really strong when I say uh, they don't have it here, so I just read it. Um, Alright, so not paying back evil for evil or insult for insult, but on the contrary, giving a blessing since you were called for this so that you can inherit a blessing. So think about yeah. that. When, when people do something bad to you, but instead you do something good, guess what? You're blessing them. In the process of you blessing them, God will bless you. Absolutely. Like, I so, like, we're not just saying things. Like, we believe these things. And I'm going to share with you a perfect example. Um, at the job that I am at today, the job that I currently have, um, I ran into some situations with people at work. And they they basically tried to provoke me. They tried to make things difficult for me, even to get me to give up and walk out the door, but I didn't. And I, and I took the matter to HR and, you know, I was in a room full of white people. It was me in a room full of white people. And um, they said things to try to incite me. And I, I stood my ground. I was confident. And basically I think I was pretty much repaying evil with evil. And it just did not work out. But one thing that I can say is um, I called them out just like they called me out. But I walked away from that situation. I didn't feel good. I didn't feel accomplished. And I had to pray about what happened and just pray that things would go better as we move forward. So I pinned out an email and sent it to HR in, in a very respectful way, I used language that was extremely professional. Um, my emotions weren't there, you know, the facts were there. And so we rescheduled the meeting. And this time it was um, escalated to the point where like the CEO was involved. So long wow. story short, long story short, the CEO called for an investigation and through the investigation, justified everything that I said. So prior to this investigation, there was a write-up in my file. So I went back and I said, well, you know, we see how the investigation played out. I'd like to have that write-up removed from my file. So he said, I understand where you're coming from. Um, what I'd like to do is like wait another month. And so I questioned, like, why would we wait another month? We just had the investigation and it played out favorably to me. But for whatever reason, he said he wanted to wait another month. So I could have challenged him on that. But I quite simply said to him, I'll leave it to God. I mean, I literally said that to him. And he said nothing after that. So fast forward. I have a meeting with my supervisor, my manager, and she says to me, we've decided to remove this from your file. And, you know, it was just, I mean, I, I don't want to draw this out, but I think you get where I'm coming from, right? He, you know, he expected me to become really upset, to challenge him more. The work was already done. The investigation was already done. The outcome was already proven. This is power that they're still trying to hold over me. But I let them know, you're not in the highest place of power. The Lord is. And I'm leaving this to him. Amen to that. <laughs> That's a real story, a true story. 
My God. So check this out. Uh, I want to just on that that note. Um, I want to read that verse. That um, the, um, what's her name? Well, let me look at her name. Lady um, Light. Lady Light, Light had brought up, and mm-hmm. I want to read it from the message version. There was a reason why. I'm, I'm gonna read eight. I'm gonna read eight and nine. Just listen to self. Sum it up. Be agreeable. Be sympathetic. Be loving. Be compassionate. Be humble. That goes for all of you. No exceptions. No retaliation. No sharp-tongued sarcasm. Instead, bless. That's your job, to bless. You will be a blessing and also get a blessing. Absolutely. So when you, go, when you deal with evil, when you know you were wronged, don't look to fight the battle. Let God fight your battles. That's right. <laughs> At, pray, pray for mercy for them. Pray for God to prick their hearts. Don't pray for, like, Pray, pray, yeah, pray for yeah, Lord not to do because Lord can go wrath onto people for this what they have done, but because you stood in the midst and you got them to repent through what you said, He won't take them out anymore. And we we know that's true because we seen that in the book of Jonah. Because when Jonah came to Nineveh, and Nineveh was three days away from destruction, and he preached the word that hey, three days your city gonna be destroyed. They even had the animals fasting. <laughs> <laughs> and for that, even though Nineveh was such an incredibly wicked city, that city stood for another 150 years based on three days of three days of fasting and prayer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just powerful stuff. That's, you know, um, I have been really just struggling to try to understand how I can promote God more effectively. I feel that sometimes when you mention God or you mention the Bible, people shut down and they say, uh, even if it's God's word, it's man's interpretation, and they just want to dismiss everything. Um, and I just feel that it's a huge disservice when we don't try to get to the core of the Bible. And if you want to say that you don't agree with the Bible because it's a white man's interpretation, I implore you to have a relationship with God. Like if, if the Bible's not it for you, then how do you have a relationship with God? You don't just throw the baby out with the bath water. The bath water. Exactly. Because otherwise, you're going to miss the whole point of it. The whole point of the Bible is to prick our hearts, to give us guidance, so that God can work in us to do the works that he meant for us to do. Well, we have to choose to listen and choose to submit willingly but he will guide our paths if we do submit to him 100 percent. and you just brought up submit which i'm glad you did i'm glad that you have brought this up because when we have discussed in the past we meaning you and i or people like you and i how important it is for people in relationships 
to have God in those relationships. And when we talk about uh, women submitting to men, we're talking about women submitting to men who are men of God. And those men are submitting to God because that's how we work through things. That's how we have power in our relationships, right? That's how we have no obstacles that are bigger than us when we have God working and walking within our relationships. So submission is is not a dirty word. It's not a bad word. It's not that you're giving man control over you or authority over you. You are giving God authority over your relationship. Exactly. Because um, me and Jay Moss did a podcast about about men, um, man up, stepping up to what they need to be. And the problem is with this whole society, the whole world, in fact, if you, you trace it back to the first man, Adam, he didn't stand up to his responsibilities and everything mm-hmm. else has been thrown to the wayside since then. Mm-hmm. But thank God that he sent his only begotten son so that we can reconcile this relationship. So once right. you understand that this relationship can be reconciled, let's look at the proper way it's supposed to go. In a marriage, because I'm not going to say relationship because I'm going to keep it straight biblical. A marriage. Mm -hmm. A marriage is very simple. A marriage is a covenant between man and woman and God so that that all three of them come together and become one. I'm not going to say the man and the woman come together and become one. I'm going to say the man, the woman, and God come together and become one. Because then then once you're one, you can understand that although you're one, there's a certain chain of command in you. The chain of command is God rules comes first. The man submits to God's rule and heads his household. The woman submits to the man and runs the rest of the household. That's right. And y'all work together. Now, here's the catch with submitting. If you if a man is submitting to God, he will listen and he he knows he's submitting to God and he's living his life for it. And he knows that his wife is working with him and trying to live her life right. right. The man is having a problem listening to his wife. I'm going to give you an example from last night. I was sitting here up here just chilling. I just watched the Heat play and they had lost. So I was feeling a little bit down. So I went to YouTube and I was starting to watch some of the, um, the YouTube comedians with their skits, right? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, in the middle of the skits, they start saying stupid stuff, um, non-CTS stuff. Let's put it like that. Mm-hmm. So my wife's like, hey, you know you're supposed to be watching it. You, how are you going to be trying to spread the word of God you watch this here, right? So I could have been like, man, I just want to relax. Hey, look, 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 I, you know I worked 12, 11 hours yesterday. Just let me sit back and relax. Mm-hmm. No, I said, okay. I said, you're right. And I cut it off. Because I know okay. if she's submitting to God, and I'm supposed to be submitting to God, when I'm falling out of line, he would talk to her and tell her, hey, get back in line. <laughs> so that's a perfect example. In James um, 1, verse 26, if anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. You don't get to turn it off and on. You don't get to say, I worked an 11-hour day. Now I'm going to listen to these people who are speaking in a language that's not acceptable or respectful. You don't get to do that. 
you have to turn it off. So your wife, she was right in bringing this to your attention. And in, in marriages, because, you know, you, you said you're not really using relationships, but in marriages, someone who has been insulted, it's harder to win them back. So you can't be in a marriage and you're just constantly insulting each other. You're losing each other with every single insult. Arguments separate people. And so and when uh, I... Not on, hold on. Not only do they separate people, they separate people from God. Do you know how many people have had arguments with church brothers and church sisters and never went back to that church again? And sometimes never went back to church at all. And we have a whole set of people that we call church hurt because of the things that were said in the church. So mm -hmm. understand mm -hmm. if you try to walk a good life, you got to be really careful with your tongue because you're, you don't want to you don't want to come to um, judgment day. And they look at the book of life for a well, man, you know, this person or this person could have with a joint with you. But because you're your tongue, you push them all the way off the path. You don't want that kind of stuff on, on your record on Judgment Day. Definitely not. Right. And, you know, that term devil's advocate, there are plenty of people who are just trying to provoke you and incite you to rile you up just so they can bring you down. And without wood, a fire would go out like just this is stuff coming from the Bible. Like, understand, understand how easily it could be for somebody to take you out of the game if you're not conditioned. The Bible, God's word is what helps to condition you. So when you find yourself to be in those type of situations where they could be quite challenging and you going off on your boss saying things that you actually are feeling like you're feeling these things you're feeling that anger and you feel you have a right because you were just done wrong and you say whatever you want to say and then you find yourself without a job so have you won and i'm not saying that you should just stay and just endure whatever and ha allow someone to disrespect you i'm not saying that at all i'm saying take it to god and i will tell you things will play out in the way that you would just say nobody else could be responsible for this but God. Amen. Yeah. So I, I just want to read that verse, um, the same verse you had, um, James 1, um, I think it was what, let me check it right. Um, oh, yeah, right, right. Uh, my tab froze on my computer. <laughs> oh, no, no, it didn't freeze. It, uh, it wants yeah. me to click the, click the version before I get there. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I, I'd like to ask, you know, for the listeners who are here, um, again, thank you so much for being here. CTS stands for a clean talk show. Um, we want this to be as much your show as it is uh, the host show. So if you have something that's on your mind or your heart, some type of situation you're dealing with and you don't know how to work through it, uh, and you need the words to say or you need some encouragement from us, just chime in, let us know. And, and we're going to do our best to be here for you. Um, there's a comment now. So, um, Jeff, I don't know if you found what you needed, but I'm going to grab the comment and then we'll come back to the discussion if that's okay. Yes, go ahead. Doc. Let's see what Dr. Pete has to say. 
All right. Hey, little sis. You know, I've become a huge fan of yours, so now I'm always <laughs> jumping in every time you do a party. Oh, thank uh, you. What's going on, Jab? I hope you guys are uh, having a great show. I'm in the middle of my work day, so I can only pop in for a second, but I'm here to listen. Thank you so much, Dr. Pete. I'm a fan of yours, and it means it's, it's such an honor to have you say the same thing. Thank you for being here. Thank you to everyone who's here right now. Did you find the oh, verse you were looking for? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I just no, I had I was using the same verse. I just wanted to read it from the Message Bible okay. because sometimes you know, and, and definitely you know, when you're dealing with people who don't know the Bible as well, I like to use the Message sometimes because it make mm -hmm. it makes it so cut and dry. So right. those verses say, anyone who sets himself up as quote unquote religious by talking a good game is self deceived. This kind of religion is hot air and only hot air. Real religion, the kind that passes muster before God the Father, is this. Reach out to the homeless and loveless in their plight and guard against corruption from the God godless world. <sighs> now, that makes it pretty cut and dry, though. My goodness. Yeah, <laughs> and you, I like what you just said because, you know, I want to do my best to remove barriers um, if you have someone who shuts down as soon as you approach them in a way that seems to be a religious way, how can you still help those types of people? So I love that you said you wanted to deliver a message. And what I would encourage, you know, God's disciples to do is, um, you know, take a look at who's in front of you. And if you really are trying to be of influence to that person, deliver a message. We know it's coming from God when we're speaking it. So we don't necessarily have to keep saying that. Um, if we deliver a message that ends up resonating within them, they're going to get to that point where they're going to recognize it's coming from God. So let's try to still get that message to them. Um, in mm -hmm. the way that they're going to be open to receive it and to really hear what it is that you're presenting. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Although I was saying the message Bible, but still it flows into it because yeah. sometimes you need, you have to come to a level, you have to meet people at the level they are. Because if you come to people and you just shoot off Bible verses from King James and they don't know nothing about God, they're they going to shut you down so fast. It's going to okay. be ridiculous. Absolutely. Right. So, I mean, and, so and Jeff, I just want to say, uh, and just one thing very quickly, and I appreciate that you're, you're saying that it was from the Message Bible. Um, and if you notice, like certain verses that I've been putting out, um, such as do not repay evil with evil, someone who has been insulted is harder to win back. And without wood, a fire would go out. Like, I don't even have to say the verses, right? Like, it's from Peter or it's from Matthew or I don't even have to say that. And I'm still delivering the message in the word of God. Absolutely. So, it's the, yeah. Yeah. You might, you might not can't find the verse, but that's fine. If it was written in the Bible, right. it's still the word of God. And, right. and, and we know, at, know. The word of, at, at the word of God. The um Satan will flee because he can't stand it. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Dr. Pete got a new a new message and then Lady Light, let's see what they have to say. You know, and it's uh in when the gospel when uh when Christ talked about the good sower, uh the, you know, that just sowed the seeds and that not all the seeds made it. 
he's talking about spreading the gospel. The question was, mm-hmm. you know, what about the non-believers? He said, you know, you're going to put out some, and some is going to, you know, get uh, torn up by the thorns. You're going to put out some seeds. Some will be taken away by the Somebody, the fruit of your product is going to be, you know, tore by the sun. And, you know, like this is just kind of what it is. And then you're going to sow right. some, and only 10% is going to go, and then 30, and then night, right? Like, so you just keep sowing because that's your business uh, and adapting your, 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 you know, your seed to be even better and better as you, as you, as you grow, uh, the quality of your seed will grow as well. So yeah, good stuff. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't have I don't have a comment after that. That that <laughs> that, that, that did all up by itself. We can just go ahead to the next comment. Let it marinate, right? We just need to let that marinate. Just let it marinate. <laughs> we, we, let's, let's let it marinate for about 10, 15 seconds. And like... <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, that was good. Yeah, yes. Now let's see what Lady Light have to say. Guys, um sometimes as Christians, uh we need to you know step back a little and look at the people around us um, for example yesterday i went into a chat um the podcast uh, says atheists and i didn't go in there to say anything i just wanted to listen to hear what they were saying and uh, about you know god and, and what their belief is and why they don't believe and so sometimes we need to listen i know for a fact mostly that some people are atheists because of things they've been through in their past, in their yeah. childhood, that they are this way. And there's just some people that are just um, blind and their eyes are covered, you know, because they enjoy the things of this world. So um, sometimes we just have to pray for those people, for their eyes to be open. So you know that God brought, brought all these people to this uh, chat because... Again, amen to that. And the power of the tongue, it's not just in what you're saying. Sometimes it's in what you're not saying. Just hold back because this hurt that's built up in people over so many years, you can't come into a stereo chat and leave a 30 second comment and think necessarily that you're going to win them over. Like try to take in their their pain and show some compassion and sometimes what we can do is pray for them <laughs> we can pray for them like that's that's powerful so i appreciate so much that she said she just listened i mean how do you feel about that jab hey that's what you need because some well i'm seeing dr pete i looked at him he said he was a mental health therapist on his his profile, right? And he can tell better than any of us that sometimes when people are hurt, they just need to be heard because they haven't been hurt by others. So sometimes it's just mm-hmm. good to just listen and sit mm-hmm. back and, and let people just, because a lot of times people have the power of healing in their own words, but people keep interrupting them so they can't even speak the positive words over their lives. Mm. Mm. Wow. And, you know, um, For as much as I'm praying for other people, I am definitely praying for myself too, because I'm learning, like I'm 
going through this walk with God, it, it feels like it, it's the second time when I was younger, I really thought I was walking with God. And I probably was, but I, I just didn't know the Bible and God like I should. So that's where I am now. And so as I'm learning, when I go and I present things to people, I don't want to sound so self-righteous because that's not my goal to come off like I'm judging them and telling them what's right and what's facts. You know, I'm I'm not trying to do that. I think I'm so enthusiastic um, to be in this position where I seem to be strengthening my walk in faith and my relationship with God. Like I'm just saying, why wouldn't you want to? Like you should do this too. But I really want to say that in a way that they're engaged and they feel compelled to do it versus who is this lady shouting at me and telling me what I should do and, and who I should believe in. So I really want to watch my way of communicating and that it can be effective and purposeful. Um, so let's grab these next two comments and then Jab, you have the floor. Hello, cool little sister. Yes, I know we pray for people, you know, but the Bible also says um, the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. And because sometimes people do not understand, yeah, they become ignorant, but it's not our duty to bash them. And again, when you speak about the tongue also, James said their life and death in the power of the tongue. So we have to be careful what we speak. We need to speak kind words which are soothing like honeycomb. <laughs> so that, we that's only sound self-righteous when we do it for ourselves but when we allow the holy spirit to speak through us we're not speaking of ourselves jesus did say that he mentioned and believe in matthew he said when he speak he speak not of himself but he speak of the father who sent him and when we speak we should allow the holy spirit not ourselves we cannot do it on ourselves if we do it for ourselves it's just a mess so jab so jab so first, um, Sophieri, thank you so much for being here. Thank you all for being here for this clean talk show, this this powerful discussion about the power of the tongue. And Jab, if that was not reinforcement coming from God, I don't know what is. Because it's the very things that she spoke about, are those not things that we spoke about earlier in the conversation? Hey, it, that's why you know it's just confirmation. All this is pure confirmation. Wow. Love I it. ain't got no problem with confirmation because <laughs> that's what prophecy is. Confirmation. Absolutely. <laughs> so so what's next? Like this is your show. I'm just, you know, here rolling with you and rolling with God. So what else is on your mind here? Uh, I'm going to move for just a second. I just had to do one little thing. So mm -hmm. why don't you go ahead and expound upon these those last two comments um okay. and then okay um yeah so we're going to give uh, you might i don't know if you want to mute yourself or maybe not because that might kick you off i don't know how long you're going to be but um i will say this um i was listening to um a show here on stereo and there was a gentleman who was saying that he approaches people like he'll approach another man um, and he'll say, what's up, King? And then he said that person might respond to him like, what's up, my N-word, right? I'm just going to say N-word in, in respect of the clean talk show. So then he stated what he will do in that type of instance is he will meet that person where he's at. So he will start speaking in that same type of vernacular 
as the person he just approached. So for those who are listening, I'm curious to know what your thoughts are about that. Um, because, um, and I'm going to ask for your thoughts before I share mine, because I don't want to lead or, you know, uh, tell you what, what I think just to have that be an influence over what you think. So please, you know, for those who are still here and listening, do you feel when you approach a person and you say, what's up, King, or greetings, King, or greetings, Queen, and then they respond with, what's up, my N-word, that you should meet them where they're at? Is that what you tend to do? I'm curious to know. So um, please chime in and, and let me know your thoughts about that. Also, um, there was a discussion that I had last night here on Stereo, and we were discussing the N-word and how a lot of Black people uh, feel that it's a word that needs to be reclaimed and repurposed and that we need to see it in a very positive sense. And um, I will tell you about that very thing that I don't agree. I don't think that it's a word that... Um, we should try to repurpose and, and have it be something that would be considered positive because there, in my opinion, are so many triggers that come from use of that word. And I'd like to ask for those who might feel that we should reclaim the word and repurpose it so that it's something positive. How would you feel if a four-year-old were to use that word? Do you think that would be okay? Do you think that that's something that we would like to aspire to have kids of all ages using that word? So again, just curious what your thoughts are on that. Want to go ahead and grab the comment? Yes, that's correct. I don't think we should do that, but unfortunately our people, our colored people, we do that to each other, but then we don't like to hear that word when someone that's not of our race use it. And I know it's just a gesture between black people, but I mean, I don't really like it because if we don't like when someone else do it, we shouldn't do it to each other. Exactly. I agree with her 100%. And this goes back to life and death being in the power of the tongue. Exactly. Knowing that that tongue has so much, that word has so much power in a negative connotation. It's just a word that you can't use. It's basically, to me right now, it's literally a profane, like, a profane word. So there's nothing redemptive in it. I know some people feel like, like you said, you know, that if somebody breathes with that kind of word, that, you know, they are talking that kind of vernacular, but how are you getting them to be better if you're going to sink to their level? I'm not, I'm not saying you need to speak and use big words that they don't understand is going to turn them off. But I'm saying you can use simpler words that they can understand and be at the level without using words that are actually denigrating words. And Jeb, um, absolutely, so absolutely. And um, I said I wanted to hear your thoughts before I shared mine. And my um, thoughts coincide and correlate, you know, Jab, what you just said. Um, I feel that if you greet a person and you say, what's up, King, instead of taking on what they have said, just continue down your path. Maybe they're not saying it back to you because they don't believe that about themselves just yet. Maybe they don't feel that they're a king or see themselves in that way. So when you keep feeding that into them, you want to elevate them. You want them to see themselves as a king. You don't want to just 
automatically go to, yeah, what's up my end? Like they just changed you. Like I thought you were the one leading and elevating. So how do you do that? Hold when on. you just automatically, mm-hmm, I'm sorry. Hey, basically it's like this here, you know, when, when Christ said, you, we are the salt of the earth, what should the salt be if we lose our flavor? Well, how do you lose, how does salt lose its flavor? If you put salt in a fridge with a bunch of open stuff, eventually it's going to taste like everything else in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Then it lost its flavor. So mm-hmm. if we're set to be the salt of the earth and we start talking like the earth, then we've lost our flavor. Absolutely. We're, we're, not, we're, not, we're, we're no longer working for God. We're working well, basically, um, how can I say it? Uh, being like the church of um, maybe the Corinthian church where they just can they were still babies in Christ. Because if you're strong in Christ, you'll know that you can't stoop to somebody else's level in terms of your language. Mm-hmm. So we got to get that Corinthian church out of us and become more um, um, spiritual, mature church. Yeah. And, and when I mean church in this case... I mean individual now, because we know that our bodies is the temple and we all walk and talk in churches. So I always mm-hmm. remember that. Yeah, all right, we got uh-huh. two more messages. Let's get uh, it. This is what Lady liked. The N-word should be illegal to say for all races, you know, black, white, Hispanic, other. Basically, the word should be put to rest forever. Because um, even though... Um, our people are trying to make it into a word that um, people respect. I don't see that working out because most singers, um, when they sing, they sing of these songs, and it, it, there's no, there's no positive light to it. I I see no positive light to it. Um, even taking back the word, I mean, we don't need to take it anywhere. We need to put it to rest. We need to bury it and basically never use it again, you know. But um, I guess that's only my opinion. And there's um, black people in this world that would um, totally disagree with me because they want this word to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, Jeb, if, if you're familiar with this or if you recall several years back when um, some of the Wayans brothers, they wanted to try to like trademark or something that that word the n-word and they wanted to like use it on t-shirts and things because they again wanted to reclaim it and turn it into something positive and they it was denied like no it was not allowed and thank god that it wasn't allowed because i can't tell you how i would feel if someone was standing in front of me and they had on a a t-shirt and it was the n-word like i don't i don't think that i could ever feel that that's powerful and that that's positive. Um, so we we really have to watch what we're chasing after. You know, there's so many other things that we could chase after that would be more beneficial to to our community, to our race, to we as people. Um, so let's grab this other comment um, and hear what the intuitive womb has to say. Ooh. Cool little sis, you always have the most amazing topics. The power of the tongue. I started to see the power of the tongue when 
my spirituality grew stronger because like the universe was so sensitive to my vibration so anything that I put out pretty much I received and <laughs> shit started to get scary so um yeah I really started to be careful what I spoke into my life and what I spoke um out to other people as well Wow. Thank you, sis, for, for being here for that comment. And I give all credit to Jap Morris for the uh, for the topic. Uh, it's something I think he and I both feel very strongly about. And he invited me in to this conversation. And I will say this today was supposed to be my day off from stereo as far as um, podcasting, because I've been on here for several days and I was going to take a break today. But when he brought this topic to me, how could I say no? Right. How could I say no? <laughs> so this this topic belongs to Jab Morris. And, and thank you for uh, sharing it with all of us. Jab. Oh. Well, all glory goes to God because it, it don't come from me. The only way it comes from me is if I use my own human understanding. If that truth was true, then it wouldn't have any power. Mm-hmm. So, so because it does have power, I give all glory to God. Amen to that. And what do you think about uh, that last comment? Um, uh, I, I want to hear your thoughts and, and I want to, to share mine as well. Well, actually, let, let me hear your thoughts first okay. and then I'll so, come back. So absolutely, no, no problem. Um, when she uh, stated that she understands that, you know, the words that she's using as it pertains to her own life, like that's giving power to her life. So you have to be careful. You have to be extremely careful. And it, it, you know, you've heard things like, um, be careful what you ask for, you just might get it. So I think what she was saying, and if, if this is correct, I can certainly agree with, is we have to be very intentional with our words. We have to be very intentional with what we're saying to ourselves and what we're saying to God and know that what we're saying is that those words aren't going to go without getting any type of attention from God. So be very aware, <laughs> be very aware of your words and make sure that they are pleasing to God so that they can be pleasing to you and to your outcome, your desired outcome. And if, if that's not what you meant, please come back on and, and tell us, um, elaborate. But that's what I got from your comment. And I can certainly agree with what, what your thoughts are. Um, I don't know. If uh, okay. Well, that's before like. we, we going to wait, don't play it yet because mm-hmm. I wanted that. I'm glad she said that. And I'm uh-huh. glad. And I, I think, it took me a second to contemplate what she said, and then okay. you spoke, uh-huh. and that was the perfect segue into what I was going to speak about next. Okay. So before, um, in fact, we'll go. Let's go ahead and take that message, but okay. we're not going to discuss the message because I want to discuss the next topic. Absolutely. Unless it applies to it. Um, okay. Another thing I wanted to mention is that when you're around people that um, speak negative towards you, um, they put titles on you, negative titles, you have to basically cancel every title that they put on you, every toxic title, you know, um, even these things, go break a leg, or it doesn't matter what the word is, as long as it's a negative phrase as well, you have to cancel it in Jesus' name because um, these things come with spirits and, and you have to cancel each and every one of them. 
because they can follow you around you know um if someone's speaking negative or you can't do this in life cancel it as well saying that i can do all things to christ that strengthens me you know thank you for that comment okay so you said you were you were ready with with something so yeah i think i think that comment i still think her comment flows into what i'm about to talk about so i'm Mm -hmm. i'm going to james 3 um, verse three, um, I'm going to take it down to at least, I'll say, verse 10. I'm going to actually read out the message because I want it to be si- as simple as possible. Mm-hmm. So I know other people might like it, but I want to have a certain emphasis that people that even aren't good, you know, avid Bible reading Christians will be able to understand it. Okay. And I'm going to read it maybe by like, not even by verse, but maybe even by sentence, because it's just really that powerful. Okay, so if I go up to verse 3, um, James 3, verse 3, it says, A bit in the mouth of a horse controls the entire horse. Just think about that. So what is in the mouth controls the entire horse. In that case, what is in our mouth controls our entire by this our entire life. Just think about how powerful the tongue is. What we say can literally control our whole life. So mm-hmm. read the next mm-hmm. sentence. A small word a small rudder on a huge ship in the hands of a skilled captain sets a course in the face of the strongest winds. Mm-hmm. So look at it. A rudder is very small, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even on a, <laughs> even on like a big cruise ship, you know those cruise ships are like the size of uh, cities, right? Mm-hmm. But the rudder on it maybe is maybe probably not even ten feet long, and maybe four or five feet wide or whatever. But it oh. still moves the ship all around. Uh huh. So we go uh-huh. on to the next sentence, which explains these: a word out of your mouth may seem of no account, but it can accomplish nearly anything or destroy it. Death and life. Death or life. There you go. Going right back to that. Mm-hmm. So we'll go to verse five. It only takes a spark, remember, to set off a forest fire. <laughs> a careless or wrongly placed word out of your mouth can do that. And you can think about that. Think about how many times you and your friends might have been talking or you and your mate might have been talking. And you were just talking. You missed them and said the wrong word. And they whole look, they whole look on their face just changed. And mm-hmm. even if they didn't argue with you, mm-hmm. they still had a certain. Uh, they still felt some kind of way, and they didn't receive you that very very well after that. So yeah. let's go to the next yeah. sentence. By our speech, we can ruin the world, turn harmony into chaos, throw mud on a reputation, send the whole world up in smoke. And go up and smoke with it. Smoke right from the pit of hell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to stop reading <laughs> for a second because I'm going back. Yeah. But that's that's a lot to unpack. And I think we need to take some messages because I'm thinking, I'm wow. hoping that some of this inspires something. Yeah. What is your favorite color? He's, hmm. Is there a way to block that person? I think they're underage too. 
Yes. You have to be um, at least 18 when they're on here. So if you see any more blocked, companies, yeah. Blocked. You, yeah. you, you got in the, um, the old um, Matambo. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, so we're going uh, to keep moving. And I do agree with that. There's a scripture so that's that we're um we're the prophets of our life. So whatever we speak, you know, and also there's a scripture that says that's what it's not what goes inside a man defile is what comes out, and there goes again mm -hmm. life and death is in the power of the tongue. So we have the right. We can be the prophets of our own life. Whatever we speak over our life, whatever we speak over someone, so that determine that what comes from our mouth that's right amen thank you so no no that's right thank you yeah because um that doesn't need any discussion or explanation we'll go around to the next message yeah shout out to you cool sis and jab morris i hope you're both doing well um i'm not sure if this scripture has been shared but i'm i'm hearing it being repeated because it relates to what you're talking about and it's proverbs chapter 18 verse 21 and it says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, <laughs> and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. I just wanted to share that. Let's see both. See, Vibe, thank you for being here. Uh, you know what? Uh, we're getting confirmation all throughout the show. We've been into it for an hour, and I cannot tell you how many times that verse has come up. We actually started off the show with that verse, and I hope that we continue to take that verse with us throughout life because it is powerful and obviously is res resonating with, with a lot of us, right? So kudos to you, Jab, for, for starting the show with that, um, it was the very top thing that I had jotted down in my notebook, too. So there's a reason we're all here and we're all talking about that verse. It's powerful. It's huge. Yes, because as we see reading here in the message version of James, uh, James chapter three, this is basically an elaboration of that one verse and all the problems that it can set off if you fall, if you don't follow the verse. I just want to. Reread five and six again, just for a second, because it's just that strong. It only takes a spark, remember, to set off a forest fire. A careless or wrongless place word out of your mouth can do that. By our speech, we can ruin the world, turn harmony to chaos, throw mud on the reputation, send the whole world up in smoke, and go up in smoke with it. Smoke right from the pit of hell. Wow. My God. So, so let me... Let me ask you this. We talked earlier about how arguments can separate people and separate you from God too. someone who's insulting. You know, it's going to be hard to, to get over an insult. So when you find that an argument is is beginning, what are your tools? Jab, um, I, I, I know that Lady Light talked about being silent sometimes and just listening and, and letting someone work through their their pain or what it, whatever it is that's troubling them. I believe in the power of pause. Just like put it on pause for a moment and just, just in your mind, determine how it's going to play out. Is it going to play out in a way of death or is it going to play out in a way of life? And also, um, I, I really appreciate that. What would Jesus do? <laughs> right. I think that is like huge when you find yourself in a situation and you take that pause and you ask yourself, what would be pleasing to God? What would Jesus do? 
you know, what's going to ensure that we have the best outcome in this conversation or discussion possible? So so what are, what are your thoughts? What would you do if you find that you're headed down that path of an argument? Well, if you think about it, being the power, the power of the tongue is so powerful. It's because it's not just a physical thing. It's actually a spiritual tool. So think about it. You know, if we go back like the second Corinthians, it talks about we fight, we fight not with flesh, but we fight with principalities and the rulers of this world, right? Mm-hmm. So the only way to actually fight this is to go to Ephesians 16. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So think about that. When you think about it, the tongue is actually the mediator between the, 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 the world of tangible and the world of intangible. Mm. Okay. Think about it. So you have okay. to put on the whole armor of God and therefore stand for it. Have your loins girt with the truth. So that means before we speak, we need to have truth in our minds. And then it says having the breastplate of righteousness. We need to be righteous. Mm-hmm. You need to be ready to hear the word in preparation for peace. So sometimes that means that you don't you don't make a move or say something. Mm-hmm. You just listen. Mm-hmm. You take the shield of faith, understanding that God's going to do what he said he would do. Mm-hmm. So that you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of weakness. You take on the helmet of salvation. So protect your mind, understanding that your whole goal is salvation. So before you speak, remember that you want salvation as your life. And then when you want to fight against the evilness and you have to speak, speak using the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit. That's right. And, you know, here's the thing for for many of us, you know, we grew up in a household where you were not going to swear in front of your mother and your father, right? So when we become adults and we feel, okay, I'm an adult, I can say whatever I want to say. When you are walking through life and you are speaking, your mother and father, like, let them come to mind. And when I say father too, why not realize that the ultimate father is always there listening to you? So if there are things that you would not say in front of your mother and father, know that when you are walking, even if you think you are walking alone, the father is there right there with you, listening to you. So don't say those things that you wouldn't say in front of your father. Like we really have to understand that adulting doesn't mean that we get to say whatever we want, that we can just be willy nilly with whatever we were we're saying. We had a discussion last night about what people are saying here on stereo and the manner in which they are carrying themselves. And people um, express that, you know, pretty much just lighten up, you know, so what if we're on here saying all kinds of things, the white people are doing it too. Do you understand again, what type of platform this is, how powerful it is. And we can, and when we can be selective in what we're saying, why would we select the poorer choice over the better choice? If you want to have those type of conversations, 
be responsible. Don't bring them on, on stereo. And yes, I understand that I have the, the power to keep on swiping. But I also want to be on here elevating people and uplifting people. So if I just swipe and not bring it to your attention and, and give you an opportunity to understand that you can do better and you can be better. And that's not coming from a judgmental place. It's coming from a place where you want to be pleasing to God. And what about those people who don't believe in God, right? So that question comes up a lot. So how is it if I say you want to present yourself in a way that's pleasing to God and you're not a person that believes in God? So what about those people, Jab Morris? What is it that we can say to those types of people? Well, I'm gonna say it the old school way. Would you kiss your mother with that mouth? But <laughs> 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 keep it old school. They don't. They don't want to believe the Bible. Let, 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 let's get it like here. Um, let's be honest. If you took, if you took that same, I don't care if you don't believe in the Bible, you are not religious. But if you took that same talk to your mama or your grandmother, would you still have a lips on your mouth after you said something like that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, everybody yeah. knows the answer to that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. I'm and, saying, um, I'm saying yeah. they'll be washing your mouth out with soap. Or, <laughs> yeah, we got a bunch of messages. It wasn't oh, that a real thing. They actually did that. They actually used a bar of soap to wash. I mean, today, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily suggest that. But yeah, that was a real thing back in the day. All right, let's see what Dr. Pete got to say because he got like three messages total. Let's so go. I'm going to play let's his three first and mm -hmm. then we're going to discuss it and then we'll see what Lady Light got to say. You know, it's interesting about the death and life concept, about the power of the tongue. Um, you know, here's the thing. We think immediately that it says we can speak a negative thing or a positive thing. That's kind of a... But sometimes we can actually give life mm -hmm. to a negative thing. And and I think that's really an important part of that scripture that I think about a lot, uh, you know, because sometimes when you talk about a thing or the way that you talk about a thing, you're giving life to it. But it also, when you stop talking about a thing, even to yourself, protective of yourself, talk about a thing, to not let allow certain things and thoughts that need to die out, certain focuses and sometimes obsessions, uh, sometimes addictions that need to die out by giving it less thought. Uh, yeah, by giving it less words, yeah, you let it die. So I think that's great, giving life and death uh, from your words. So let's think about that. I think that's good. I'm still yeah. hanging in between patients. I'm. I, I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's too clean. Yeah, a timeout is a, sometimes the best thing. I agree. The power of pause. She said. I, I agree with that completely. Uh, taking a break is, I tell couples all the time when they come to therapy, there's nothing wrong with calling time out. Like, you'll come back to it. There's this feeling like if we don't get it all out right then, where the reality is we may be giving life to some shit that <laughs> we need to just take pause on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let that argument die out uh, by not adding any more words to it. Yep. Guys, we have a real life doctor on here dropping gems, listening into this conversation and contributing. And this is exactly what I mean about stereo. Why would we not want to utilize the platform in this way to have such a productive discussion? 
I mean, Jeff, that was so good. Can you talk about what what was that verse? Uh, what was the actual uh, verse in chapter four? Uh, uh, you were talking about the shield, and you're talking about the helmet. Can you mm-hmm. can you give me what that was again? I, mm-hmm. No, yeah. no, that's a that's Ephesians um, chapter six, verses mm-hmm. ten through nineteen. The armor mm-hmm. of God. I had over the last few years, I got it drilled into me in like two or three different churches. So, <laughs> so I, I understand very much what it is now. So it's Ephesians 6, 10 through 19, Dr. Pete. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. And he's right. Um, besides his little slip, his slight slip of the tongue. Um, yeah. Dr. Dr. Pete, Pete. we're trying to make it, we're trying to make, remember this is the clean talk squad here now. So <laughs> just be, be careful yeah. now, even though you're the doctor, we, we're going to hold you to a higher standard now. Get it, Jeff. I thought the same thing. I was like, I don't know. If I could have say this to Dr. Pete, good for you, Jeff. All right. <laughs> but I understand. Stop. But still, we try, to, we try to keep it clean, brother. Right. All right. That's what Lady Light got to say. All right. Actually, um, Kula Sister, too, that's a good thing as well because... I remember I was getting an argument. I was actually in an argument with someone and I I basically I just kept quiet for a second. And um the person's wondering, okay, why am I not saying anything? But the thing about it when you know that it's we fight not against flesh and blood and you know it's a spirit, you know how to even approach it, you know? And you can you can see the person going off. You can see the person getting heated, but then you know that it is not them. That is a spirit influencing their action, you know. And so when you rebuke the spirit, you know they are confused, and even sometimes they get more angry because they don't understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, she is so right. In oh, fact, yeah. we talked about that at the beginning of the show. We talked about dealing with police. Some mm-hmm. a lot of times, folks, police say have evil spirits in them, or the guy on the corner got an evil spirit in them. If you if you talk the wrong thing to the wrong time, you can lose your life for it. Literally. Listen, listen, Jab. There are many skilled communicators who know how to push your buttons. They have a particular aim. They have a particular goal. So when you are silent, they could push, 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 push away. And it's just like being in an elevator and you're you're pressing a button to go up to the 10th floor and that button's not working and you are stuck right where you started. Don't let them get to you in that way. <laughs> Don't let them get to you in that way. Don't give power to them when they are trying to push your buttons. And on the flip of that, for those of us who know how to do that, when we get in an argument with our mate, we know how to bring up something that they shared with us that was troubling, and we bring it up just because we're trying to hurt them or or, or knock them down. Like we we have to stop doing that too. Amen. Yeah, because yeah, you, you could definitely cause a lot of trouble when, because you know gifts come about repentance. The Bible tells us that. So we people have skills to influence people and if you use that skill for evil oh my goodness it can really cause some problems and that's mm-hmm. why our world is the place we are we see so many people who have 
the, the gift of influence and they use it their own direction. Absolutely. That's and if you like me, that's why we have courts. You have courts and stuff like this here. Absolutely. And Jab, if you're like me, like I consider myself to be like I'm 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 up for a debate, you know, I'm out to win. And there have been times when I thought I won an argument. And when I walked away from that argument and I saw how it left the person feeling, there's no way that I considered myself to be a winner. You don't win arguments. If you're in front of a court, if you're in a courtroom and you're in front of a judge and you have to present your arguments to a judge, maybe you think you're winning in that sense. But if you think by making a person feel low or little or, you know, like I just won, I just schooled you. Come on. You're not winning in that situation. Nope. Basically, um, it's an old saying somebody taught me um when I used to play checkers with the old guys, because, you know, they have a lot of wisdom. He said, when a person, a fool is arguing, there's two fools arguing. There you that go. That lets you know everything you need to know about arguing there right go. there. there you but go. let's catch Lady Light's next message, because we got two more for Dr. P, and we got CC chiming in, and we don't want to get, get too far behind. Let's get it. When you're in an argument with someone, or someone is in an argument with you, um try to if it gets really heated and you see that it's going to be physical you remove yourself from the situation but if you can read it and see that it's not going to be physical but a bunch of um, yelling basically you can uh, rebuke the spirit but do it um, in silence because there's some spirits that are very rowdy and will be pushed to put their hands on you like you know but if you pray in silence god's gonna hear you either way you know and um you can uh definitely control that situation you know even if it's just walking away from that person so sometimes we don't have to rebuke out loud but we can do it in, in a whisper amen 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 that's something we, we oftentimes forget. We forget that the devil don't have the same power God got. The devil can only hear what you say audibly. God can hear what we say in our hearts. There you go. There you go. And let me do this. I have to give a shout out because I have um, members of the Clean Talk Squad, um, Lady Light, Life is um, Foxhole, and Sophie Yeri. Those are people who I follow. I um, have done several podcasts with Lady Light, and they're bringing it today. Thank you so much for being here. All of you, thank you. I mean, this content, I feel like we need to put this on YouTube and just let it get a bazillion views. This this is like priceless. <laughs> uh, you want to grab the other comment? Absolutely. Let's go right on in. I tell you, until I even heard myself uh, say that, I didn't even realize it came out. I'm working on it. Uh, forgive <laughs> me. You know, I'm trying, trying to be a better person, trying to be protective of my words and the energy that I put out. Um, it's been a lifelong battle for me. Uh -huh. I've just really retired saying the N word uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, and I was, you know, that was uh, that was about four years ago. So I was 40 years old and I finally stopped saying it. Uh, and so it's, I'm, I'm working, I'm working, uh, pray for me. Can I, can I just say like, oh my gosh, Jeff, 
again, thank you for inviting me to this discussion. This is this gives me life. This just absolutely gives me life. The power of the tongue. Do you see how you just mentioned something to Dr. Pete? He received it. And he came back and said what he just said. We can influence people, right? Like we could have, you could have gone to him in a very aggressive way, a way to make him feel bad because he said it. And we all know when he said it, he didn't say it with any ill intent. Look at how that just played out. Mm-hmm. That's what this discussion kind, is all about. Hey, a kind word turns away wrath, right? Like I said earlier. And it just goes to show you that the spirit is with us. Now that we might be separated by thousands and thousands of miles, two or three or two or three are here, and he's in the midst. So I give all the glory to, to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit for allowing us to do this because lives are being changed as we speak. Jeb, absolutely. And I just want to say before you pick up those other messages, before coming on to this podcast, I pray to God, before you go into a meeting that you know is going to be challenging, pray to God. Prayer works. And, you know, when people just say, God knows my heart, take it a step further and pray to God. All right. Don't just expect him to just keep knowing your heart. And sometimes your heart isn't as good as you think it is. So be very intentional and have these conversations with God, ask him for help, ask him for guidance, and ask him to improve your heart too. So don't just take that easy route out. God knows my heart. Like, just do a little work, do a little more. Uh Yeah, because we know what Jeremiah, let's read Jeremiah um, 7, 17, 9. And it says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? (laughs) (laughs) only god know it but but it's a catch when you say god knows your heart i'm gonna call that a cop-out you know what the cop-out is yes god knows your heart but do you know your own heart do you know it there you go examine yourself examine hold on let me find that scripture do you Um, know it like god knows it that's that's the question Uh, that's the question exactly okay i just found this in my um bible study book so for in that case, for people who say that love to say that, I got a verse for them. Second Corinthians 13, 5. Examine yourselves, whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. We have three comments. Let's get it. <laughs> I've got to go again, you guys, but I wanted to thank you. Um, one of the things that I loved about your talk is your um, your talk gives actual uh, body, it gives rise to action, to mm-hmm. a way of internalizing uh, the, the scripture in our thoughts and our beings, which is, I think, the true design of, of the scriptures to create ritual. So it can, you are what you do, right? You are what you think, you are what you say. And so scripture changes who you are by being very concrete and, and kind of identifying how we should feel, act, and, and think. Um, mm-hmm. And I think this is, uh, this is really important, and I appreciate your talk. Uh, it's giving me it's still more food to grow. I'll, I'll be back again. Jab, mm-hmm. I'm glad I made you as a friend and cool sis. You know I'm following you. So we'll Thank talk again. You. Peace, y'all. Thank God bless you. you.
Peace. God bless you. Peace and blessings yeah. always and always. Thank you, Dr. Pete. Amen. Oh, I, I like what he said about the ritual, but I want to break that down so we don't get caught up because mm -hmm. we know ritual can also mean other things. And, and those rituals can be the ones that are human rituals that we just make up ourselves. Mm -hmm. And those things can be a stumbling block in our, in our uh, walk with God. I'm That's talking right. about when he talk about rituals, we talking about rituals that God has put in his word and that we follow his word and we follow it day by day. Now, we know mm -hmm. from human knowledge that it takes 21 days to create a habit. So that's a challenge we should all, all take. Let's take 21 days to watch our mouths and make sure that we say what we, say what we mean and mean what we say. Absolutely. 100%. And that's exactly what I meant earlier when I said, you know, if you hear someone saying something on stereo and you think that you can leave a 30 second message for them and that it's going to immediately bring about change, that's not a realistic expectation. It's going to take some conditioning. So let's realize this. And that's why we have to keep doing what we're doing and what we're doing right now. We have to continue these types of conversations. Amen. Amen to that. All right. So we um, have about 32 more minutes. We have a couple of messages. We're going to try to pack it in to these two hours that we've had. And um, definitely we ask that you share the conversation. If there's someone um, on stereo that you know who could benefit from hearing this or someone who's not yet on stereo and you you want to invite them and you want to invite them to some good content, um, definitely bring them to this discussion because personally, I feel it's fire. <laughs> Let's go ahead and grab the other comments. Hey guys, I just wanted to say um, this was something that I was going through battling with before when if people annoyed me, I was very quick to just go off with my tongue um and what i've been learning is that the holy spirit <laughs> has been talking to me in those moments because there's going to be people that test our spirits and you know to be in control because one of the fruits of god is self-control and self-discipline mm -hmm. that's what we're to have and in those moments, as you said, I believe it was called Little Sis, is to pause, but also to listen to the Holy Spirit in that time and mm -hmm. to be led by the Holy Spirit. And um, instead of acting irrationally or taking offense, or even though it's hard at times, but just to obey the Spirit of God um, in that moment. Amen. 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 Um, I believe, yeah, she has another one, so let's get it. And also, um, it's the other way as well. Like, if we feel like, you know, we want to get somebody back, it's really, once again, praying to God um, to help us in a situation. Because I've been in situations as, as, as well where I'd want to get somebody back and, and God would say, you know, no, don't do that. You know, leave things in my hands. And I, I'm, like, talking to him going, but I have a right to get this person back but he would say you know humble yourself before me and I'm like well I need your help so in those moments pray for God to take that those those negative feelings and emotions away of um wanting to get somebody back and just obeying him um once again it's 
following the shepherd's voice which is god's voice <clears throat> and not listening to the stranger's voice which is the enemy just obeying um submitting to god basically and everything amen amen and it almost leads into the next part of the the um I want to finish up um, 7 through 12 in James 3 mm -hmm. because I think she's getting in what she's talking about gets into that. So let me go into that before okay. any more messages start. All right. So 7 to 10. This is scary. You can tame a tiger, but you can't tame a tongue. It's never been done. The tongue runs wild, a wanton killer. With our tongues, we bless God our Father. With the same tongues, we curse the very men and women he made in his image. Cursing and blessings out of the same mouth. And then 10 and 12 goes, my friends, this can't go on. A spring doesn't gush fresh water one day and breakfast the next, does it? Apple trees don't bear strawberries, do they? Raspberry bushes don't bear apples, do they? You're not going to dip into a polluted mud hole and get a cup of clear, cool water, are you? Mm-mm-mm. Hmm. <laughs> so for me, take you can. It's it's a lot of little nuggets in here. Yeah. Um, just based on the last nugget, um, the last part of it, where it talked about dipping into a polluted mud hole and getting a cup mm -hmm. of clear, cool water. Basically, mm -hmm. if you got a dirty mouth, what it really shows is the mouth. The mouth is the gateway to what your spirit. Mm -hmm. So if you have a dirty mouth, you have a dirty spirit. Right. Not even a dirty not mind, but a dirty spirit. So that's why it's so important to renew ourselves with the Holy Spirit day by day so that we can keep our spirits clear. Because otherwise, look, you're going to go into that, I'm saying, you're going to not find in the cool, clear, clear, cool water because your spirit is a mud hole. Yeah. And basically, it when you look at it where it says apple trees don't bear strawberries, raspberry bushes don't bear apples. So that right. means you can't be double-minded. You can't be double-hearted. Right. You can't be halfway halfway in and halfway out. That's Because uh, Christ said something about that in Revelations, um, chapter 3, when he was talking about the, the church of Laodicea. He said, because ye were neither hot nor cold, I would spew thee from my mouth. So <clears throat> you, just, you just shared a lot. You shared a lot of good stuff and... Um, I kind of summarized some of what you had. I had jotted down too. And I just think it's important to reiterate, to restate with the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father. And with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth comes praise and cursing. So, if you wouldn't curse God, you should not be cursing people who have been made in his likeness. Absolutely not. Because, because Jesus left the commandment of love. He said, love the Father with all that heart, that soul, and, and mind. And he says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. So being that we should respect God, we should also respect his, his mirror images that he created here on earth with the same kind of respect. And That's if we right. did that, then this world would be a much better place. Absolutely. And just to 
you know, just to bounce back to the conversation we had earlier, the example that I gave about the young man who said he approaches men and he says, what's up, King? And if they come back with a what's up, my N-word, then he starts using my N-word. Don't you think it's easier to curse someone that you're calling an N-word than it is for you to curse someone that you're calling a king? That's why we have to start looking at each other and viewing each other differently. We have to start viewing each other in the likeness of God and treating each other like kings and queens. If we're around here calling each other the N-word, it's going to be tough. That's going to be tough for us to treat each other in a godly way, in my opinion. Exactly. Because, ooh, Lord. Because basically what you're doing is you're being double-minded with your speech. You're letting yourself be conformed to the world. Like I said earlier, if you put salt, like we know we put, we don't put, you put table salt in the fridge, but we do put another salt in the fridge, baking soda, to take the flavors out the fridge. But that's not how God wants us to be. He wants us to be baking soda, stays baking soda. So that when when the, the dirtiness of the earth comes in, we stay baking soda. Not tasting like um, last last week's casserole or last month's meatloaf. That's right. That's right. And you cannot have both fresh water and salt water flowing from the same spring. You mentioned that earlier. You just can't. So we, we just have to be very mindful. The mindfulness that we're aiming from comes from the conditioning of reading the word of God and 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 living to please God. So it it takes work. Nobody's saying that it doesn't, but we're up for it. We're up to the challenge. We we can do this, especially when we are aligning up. We are aligning ourselves with people who are on this same journey or people who we are aspiring to become like because they are so godly. Align, align, align and align up. That's what we have to do. Yep. All right, let's catch this bitches, these two messages from Thought. It was about it was one, but she immediately responded with another one. <laughs> we have to learn how to speak blessing. We should be able to speak blessing over a family of children, over our spouses, over our friends, over neighbors. Just speak positive, speak blessing. The only person that we should curse is the enemy because he's a deceiver. He's the one who's oppressing us. He's the one who's tormenting people's lives. So any cursing, we should curse the devil. But let us not curse people, anyone, but let us bless them. Even the ones that have done wrong to us, even the ones that we think that are no good, let us speak blessing over them. Amen. 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 Yes, my brother. The scripture said we're called to be salt, salt and light. We're the salt of this world. And the scripture also said that the salt has lost its flavor. It's good for nothing but to be treading under the foot of men. So let us give off flavor. Let us not give off a stench, but we're the flavor of this hurt. There it is. Amen. 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 If you look at um, Proverbs um, t- um, fifteen four. It says, "Gentle words bring light and health. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit." And we already talked. I talked about fifteen one before. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but hard words stir up anger. So just think about that. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, and you know, I, I wonder your thoughts, Jab, on 
let's say someone has said some some really, you know, heartless things to you, some really offensive things to you, and then they come back to you and they say sorry. Um, and we know that God expects us to forgive as he has forgiven us by having his son die for our sins. So we know that he wants us to forgive. But I am here to tell you people, when you just go back to someone and you just say sorry, it, it that you know, that doesn't get the job done. More well, is for required. Me, well, well, for me, when it comes to, um, I, I heard talk about there's two kinds of forgiveness. There's unconditional forgiveness where you forgive a person and you don't expect anything from them in return. You know, like, let's say like somebody did something to you and they're not dead or they're not incarcerated or you can't find them anymore. That's unconditional forgiveness. You forgive those people so you can move on with your life and that's it. No, but there's no relationship that's going to be formed for. Now, conditional forgiveness is when you forgive because somebody has made did works in order to earn forgiveness. Those kind of for, that kind of forgiveness actually brings on reconciliation. So if somebody said something wrong to you and did something wrong, and they said sorry, examine them, forgive them. But based on their actions and what they say, that lets you know whether you continue a relationship. So what you just said, um, and, and let's just kind of unpack this. Let's explore this out. And for the seven listeners who are here, again, thank you to this Clean Talk show. We're part of the Clean Talk squad. We're talking about the power of the tongue, which has led us now to talk about forgiveness. So, um, Jab, I'm, I'm curious to know, because a lot of people seem to think when they forgive that it means the person needs to remain in their life. And that's not true. When you can forgive someone and let them go, forgiveness doesn't mean that they have to stay in their life. And I'm curious to know if, if you agree with, or if you think that forgiveness is a more, more about you than it is about the other person. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, forgiveness is really about you. When it comes to forgiveness, let me catch let me actually look up the verse. Okay. You want me to play the message? I, I, I wanna, yeah, go ahead and play the message. Because I want to go right to the, the right verse. Go ahead, play it. Okay. We have to choose to forgive in whatever way. I'm sorry I'm just getting excited when we speak about the things of God. But we have to learn to forgive because if we can't forgive, the scripture said, God won't forgive us. We have to learn to forgive. And sometimes it's not easy, but with the help of God, we can forgive. And there is power in forgiveness. If people would learn to forgive, this world would be a better place. So let us learn to forgive, especially as Christian. When we carry unforgiveness, we become sick, we have cancer, we have all manner of diseases. But until we learn to forgive, and a lot of people in earth need to forgive so that they can be healed. Amen. I, you know, amen. And, that, and, and, you know, like we need to be with people who are so founded like they're so strong within their faith and the walk of God because when we question how someone whose son was killed and that person says that they forgive and people are like that's crazy who would do that again forgiveness isn't 
about that other person. It's about your heart and about you wanting to be pleasing to God and about, you know, what you're capable of. It's not, it has nothing to do with what that other person is capable of. It has to do with, are you going to let this eat away your life and take over your mind, your soul, your everything and ruin you and destroy you? People need to better understand what forgiveness is about. And I know that this is easier said than done because there have been grudges that I've held in the past. I'd like to think that I am not that same person today, that I can do better and I can be better as I better understand what forgiveness is about and what it's founded on. Hey, cool. Let's see. I'm glad you mentioned that the things that you did in the past, and that's what unforgiveness is. Unforgiveness means that, Okay, let's say me and you were in a relationship at one point and I cheated on you and we broke up for it. But you stay mad at me for the rest of my life. Guess what you basically can see? You only see that person that I was at the moment that I cheated on you. That's right. I done went on, I done grew, but you trying to hold me to that point. And in the process of holding me to that point in time, that you cannot grow. When you don't forgive, you there's no growth possible for yourself. Like, I just want to read this Colossians 3, um, 12 through 14 from the message version, because I want to make it be simple. Like I said, so chosen by God for this new life of love, dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. Compassion, kindness, humility, quiet strength, discipline. Be even tempered, content with second place, quick to forgive an offense. Forgive as quickly and completely as the master forgave you. And regardless of what else you put on, wear love. is your basic all-purpose garment. Never be without it. Man, come on. You know what I'm saying? It's about loving yourself and loving God. I'm telling you. And if you love God, you can look at someone and you can look at them with compassion. You can work with them with through prayer and you can pray that they become pleasing to God. If they were not pleasing to God at that moment, you can pray that they become pleasing to God. We're not supposed to judge people. We're not supposed to judge them. We're not supposed to say, you know, when they say things like once a cheater, always a cheater. I, I don't believe in that because no. if you really believe in that for someone who was in quotation marks, a cheater, and then they turn to God and they change their ways. So we're supposed to always look at them as being a cheater? No, no, you're not supposed to. However, like I said, we don't just talk. When I talked about the forgiveness point, it ain't just, remember I said you forgive and you forgive people quickly. You need to forgive very quickly. Yeah. But your relationship, they have to prove that they're different. Oh, yeah. That's totally different. So you forgive them. I'm not suggesting that you stay with them either. I'm not, again, I'm talking about forgiveness and the way that we perceive them. I don't, we, I think it's fair to say that he cheated on me. But for those people who then go on social media and they say he's a cheater, once a cheater, always a cheater. Like that's not up to us. We can, we can very Mm -mm. well talk about what our experience was. Yeah, basically. In fact, saying that can actually make make them stay a cheater. Remember, th- remember what this whole discussion is about—the power of the tongue. 
So if you keep calling somebody a cheater, a cheater, yes, they cheated once. They made a mistake. They're trying to get over it. But you constantly say, cheater, cheater, cheater. Guess what? They believe You push it. them right into the next man, next woman's, next man or woman's arms. Yeah. So you, yeah. You, you're, that's what you call a, a self-fulfilling prophecy. And that's what we need to understand about the power of the tongue. The tongue is the self-fulfilling prophecy. What you say is what's going to happen. There you are. And you can build people up or you can tear them down. And, or completely you know, and utterly destroy them. Utterly as the Bible spoke. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Let's get to these two messages. That is so true, cool little sister. It's about you. Yes, you're setting that person free, but what about you? You're the person who's walking around with that baggage. I heard one preacher said, when you do not forgive, if you're carrying that person and the weight of that person is 300 pounds, you're walking around with 300 pounds. And if you're carrying another person that you didn't forgive and they're 100 pounds, that's um, 400 pounds. So, yes, you're right. It's it's more of you. You being free. You're not being tormented. You're not being carrying this around. So, yes, it comes to you as the individual who choose not to forgive. Hey. 100% so, right. So, if you know you're bringing it. And let me just talk about a conversation that uh, Life in a Foxhole, Lady Light and myself, had um in a previous live we we talked about how forgiveness now you said jab i know you said that we're supposed to forgive quickly right that's a goal because it's not always that easy but it's something that you need to strive for you need to strive for and focus on forgiveness it's not always going to be quick it's not going to always happen quickly but we we're supposed to right but let's keep Mm -hmm. it real let's keep it real if somebody, you know, shot or, you know, and killed or raped your daughter or something like that, you can say, I forgive you. You may be saying it. Those may be the words coming out of your mouth, but you may have to say it a few million times before you actually believe it. Okay. Forgiveness is not always that easy. It can, no, sometimes, take, it can sometimes take years. I'm just keeping it real. You know, because I don't want to be remiss in trying to say to everybody that it's just that easy to do. It is not always. Mm -hmm. No, it's not. But we should strive to make it that way, because like I said a few minutes earlier, when you harbor unforgiveness, that means God can no longer use you. You're you're useless to him because God said, if you're going to take and put up an offering, but you have a problem with your brother, straighten out that problem with your brother first before you bring that offering to him. So that means there's nothing you can give God until you forgive. Like I said, forgiveness doesn't mean continual relationship. Forgiveness doesn't mean that the person has to pay for their crimes. Forgiveness is simply unlocking the hurt that you have because of what somebody else did and putting it on the cross and letting God deal with it. Say, I got, I can't deal with no longer. I, I forgive them. And I put this on the cross so that you can deal with their hearts and you can deal with them. That's all of what it's about. Amen. And you know what? We are, we're in our last 10 minutes. We're going to get it in. We're going oh, to. Oh, it's my boy. Hold on. It's my boy, J.E. Moss here. You know. Oh, oh wait, wait, that's, wait. That's, that's my brother. 
Oh, I know. Yep. We're going to get to him. But I want to encourage, you know, the listeners that we have right now. Thank you for being here. This has been a powerful conversation. If you haven't been here from the beginning, um, when you have time to just listen, you may want to play out the recording because it's going to give you life. If you have a comment, we ask that you please go ahead and get it in because we now have nine more minutes before the wrap up. And we're going to be on here again doing our thing. So don't think it all ends when this live ends. We're going to be back. So let's grab this comment. Hey, brother Jab and sister, cool little sis. Hey, enjoying your show. Been in there from the beginning. I know y'all, and I'm going to stay to the end. It's always good to have uh, fellow believers in Christ, followers on this app, sharing nothing but the truth and the whole truth. Uh, appreciate always having the scriptures. Appreciate you, Brother Jab, for, for the accountability of 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 uh, what you made point to to one of the speakers. As all, I, I appreciate hearing all the dialogue that all the speakers are speaking. You know, so I just want to end. Uh, you know, share my little uh, love, and my statement. I enjoyed it. It's a confirmation and recap of how we should hold our peace and speak words of life. As they come to us. I love J Moss. He has he has a very powerful story, and I love how transparent he is and courageous he is when he comes on here and he shares that story and he shows people how his journey has not been an easy one, but he is definitely progressing. He is definitely headed in the right direction and i want to just give tribute to you jay moss and everybody else who's on here but jay moss i've heard your story and i'm just proud of you and i'm proud of how you get on here each week and you just get on here and you read scripture you're making it happen mm -hmm. so yeah make hey, God yeah yeah you. yeah i have to say something to jay moss because i look at jay moss and i think about how he is individual one-on-one -on -one tutoring my so pretty in the in the word using the uh -huh. word not trying to interpret but implying mm -hmm. it straight to your everyday life and, and i have to give god all the glory and all the praise for what he's doing inside of him and what he's doing inside of her what he's that's doing right. inside of you and i pray that he's doing it inside of me as well that's right and when we come together that's the thing like we're all trying to make it happen in our own ways and by coming together and we are creating this community on stereo. And I can't help but think that it's going to grow and grow and grow. And we're going to influence and people in a way, again, in which would be pleasing to God. That's my goal. While I am working on myself, I'm trying to bring people along for the journey so they, too, can work on themselves. We're not perfect. Our lives are in progress. And we, we are aligning with the right people. We're going to receive support from them and we're going to give them support in return. That's what's up. That's why we're here. Amen. Let's catch Lady Light. Tell you something from personal experience. Uh, I have a couple people in my life that I've um, been through a lot with and I, I forgave them. It took years, trust me, it took years for me to forgive them for what they had done. But um, as to put myself around those people, I would not do it again. Because once you forgive someone, you know you forgive them for you. 
but to be around certain people and you know that they did not ask you for forgiveness but they chose but you chose to forgive them it is best to remove yourself from that situation because they their um actions may not change and it may never change because they don't understand um what they have done some of them are blinded uh by the world and they don't see what they have done but it's it's good to amen amen you're 100% right that's why i said about forgiveness the, the two kinds of forgiveness conditional and unconditional you forgave you forgive them unconditionally so you can move on with your life but for you there to be reconciliation they have to put an apology otherwise it's useless they even try to build a relationship with somebody who don't want to see the truth. That's all I'm saying. You have to, like I say, you have to love them. Sometimes you have to love people from afar because they just don't want to do right. So you love them, but from afar. You forgive them, but you don't have relationships with them. They're high and by people and you can't do nothing with them until they, they choose to see the light and seek a relationship with you. That's right. And, and, and one thing that I strongly want to encourage is, you know, when it comes to forgiveness, don't put a condition on it such as, you know what, if I'm going to forgive them, they have to first say that they're sorry. Again, that's not how forgiveness works. That's not what it's about. Don't care if they say sorry or not, because this forgiveness is not about them. It's about you. If they come with sorry and they mean it and there's intention behind it, that's a benefit. That's a plus, but that's not what forgiveness is about. Exactly. If they come back, that's showing that they want to reconcile and you can work through it. If they don't come back, then there's no relationship. You forgive them and you keep on moving. Let's get these last two messages real quick. Hey, beautiful people, uh, the power of the tongue, that title caught my attention because I just did a show. Uh, we talked about how, um, you know, often people say life happens to them and they don't feel any responsibility to use their tongue in a, in a productive way, not realizing we create a reality. We can either pull someone up out of the dirt or we can push them down even further. Mm-hmm realizing that we are in a way our own creators when it comes to you know manifesting what we think and what we feel it's so important to have a grateful outlook in life to have a forgiving outlook um, towards people towards ourselves so we can create a life-giving present german guy confirmation we've been talking about this i know you're just really joining us i believe um play this recording back i think you will find that it's something that you can subscribe to and speaking of speaking of subscribing i just followed you because just within those very moments i i want to connect with you and i'm going to connect with you until i have a reason not to and from what you just said i I, I, I don't know. It resonated. So thank you for being here. I would encourage you to follow us, myself and Jab, um, so you can get notifications because we're a part of the Clean Talk Squad. We're going to have discussions like this, and we want to create a community of people who also have this same type of goal and mission and to be pleasing to God. So what you just said about manifestation, I'm with you on that. I believe in that. <laughs> So thank you for your comment. Mm -hmm.
Go ahead and play the last comment. Yeah, we have two minutes left. Mm-hmm. Hey, you guys. Just got done with my show. I wanted to um, chime in and say, hey, Jabari. Hey, cool little sis. I hope to do a show with y'all in the future. I love y'all guys. And um, keep doing what y'all doing. I love y'all in Jesus' name. Hey, Bree. And I knew that we were having this show while your show was going on. But the great thing about stereo is I'm going to go back and, and capture that recording and listen to it. So, sis, we love you, too. Thank you for coming in. We're wrapping up. So, Jab, um, what what do you want to do um, as we as we part ways here? What message do you want to leave people with? What's the wrap up? The wrap up is real simple. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Your tongue dictates your reality and the reality of those around you. For what you say can bring life to situations and it can bring death to situations. It can bring life to good situations, but it can also bring life to bad situations. And it can bring death to good situations or life to good situations, as spoken about earlier. So we just got to be really, really careful with what we say and make sure that it's suitable to God. All right, and we're going to catch this one last message, and then I'm going to pray us out after that, okay? Yeah, and before you do, before you, um, because I'll give my wrap-up, because after you get the comment, you're going to pray us out. Um, My wrap-up and my comment to you is, to all who are listening, what you do, and I'm going to add, say, on earth will affect heaven. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. So let's get that last message. Yeah, definitely. I'll listen back to this conversation because I love conversations like this. I've been um, having conversations like this for about two months. I try to keep it wholesome. Sometimes I come in here to laugh and stuff, but I try to keep it wholesome. People can relate to it. People can learn from it because at the end of the day, when we talk about things that give us life, people comment back, confirm it, and we get inspired through them. So thank you. Yeah, I followed you back. And um, I'll gladly do a show with you at some point in the future. Awesome. We're both on Instagram. So you can um, set up um, that option through Instagram or you can set up the invite. And I'll just say for those who are listening, typically, if I'm going to have shows, they're Eastern Standard Time after work hours and on weekends. So um, just keep that in mind. And Okay, it's on you, Jab. The floor is yours. Uh, All right. All hearts and minds are clear. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you, O Lord, for we know this conversation that we had this last two hours. It was a conversation that brought people together. And we know, as the Bible said, where two or three are gathered, the Spirit is here. And I know the Spirit guided our conversations, O Lord, guided our tongues that our tongues can speak life into situations so it can break strongholds on that it can mend broken hearts on that it can become an edification to people's lives so that they would know that it came from you and only you oh lord that the light and the salt that we are oh lord comes strictly from you oh lord that your spirit come down and guides us in this proper path, oh Lord, because we know that we have to look towards you. We have to praise you. We worship your holy name. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise because you are the alpha, the omega, the beginning, the end. And we know there's no way to you without 
understanding that we must go through you, through your son, Jesus Christ, who died for our sins. And I just want to thank you for those gifts, oh Lord. And we just want to thank you for the people that came in who gave such lovely, oh Lord, comments, oh Lord, added to the conversation. We know that they were spirit sent, oh Lord, that you print their hearts, that they would want to say something to edify this conversation even further. And we just want to thank you, oh Lord, for everybody who came on. And thank Kula Sis for coming. And we thank you for sending your Holy Spirit to guide everything. And we give you all the glory and all of the praise. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Woo! Amen. 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 And, and to everyone who's still here, just want to say peace and blessings always and in all ways. Enjoy the rest of your day. Take care, everybody. Take care.